Tyrants. I am so happy to share with you guys the first sponsor of the podcast. Huge shout out to Clean Simple Eats. You guys know I'm trying to be on my grind. 2024 is around the corner. We have New Year's resolutions coming up. And I wanted to let you in on one of my newest obsessions. I found my new favorite morning shake from Clean Simple Eats. It is the most delicious protein powder I've ever had. And one of the things I love about Clean Simple Eats is they have super high ingredient standards. So their protein powder is always grass-fed. They have no artificial ingredients. It's third-party tested and non-GMO and gluten-free. Plus, Clean Simple Eats is a female-founded and female-owned business. And you just know over here on Tyrants, we support female-owned businesses. So if you guys want to give it a try, visit cleansimpleeats.com and use code Tyrants at checkout for 10% off your order. That's cleansimpleeats.com, code Tyrants for 10% off your order. Thank you so much to Clean Simple Eats for being the first sponsor of the podcast. My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. Welcome to Tyrants. My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. Happy Friday, everyone. We made it. It is Friday. It is the weekend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We made it through another week of December of 2023. We've only got a few. How many more Fridays do we have left of this year? Because I'm going to throw up all over this microphone right now. How many? Do we only have two? Oh, my God. Goodness gracious, you guys. We only have two more Fridays of 2023. And then it's going to be 2024. And that's 10 years from 2014, which is the year that I graduated high school. But how does that mathematically make sense? Because I'm still 16. Something is not adding up to me. A plus B equals C? No. My brain is about to circuit because, guys, I still feel like a literal infant. I feel like a child. I feel like just like an itty-bitty schoolboy. Instead, I'm climbing up on 30, and uh, the Grim Reaper is tap, 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 knock, knock, knocking on my door. Um, <laughs> wow, I did not mean to start your lovely Friday off with that kind of energy. But anyways... Happy Friday to my little tyrants. I'm just so happy to be here with you guys. Goodness gracious, I just miss you guys so much. And I I really need to do a live show like ASAP because the way that I feel like I can see your faces because I, you, the tyrants in the DMs know. I am, if you DM me, I'm responding. Like I'm chit-chit-chatting with a lot of you tyrants out there. And like daily, weekly like i i be when i'm not recording i be tip tip tapping typing my ass responding to all you guys so i feel like i know so many of you guys so when i'm when i'm having conversations on the podcast like i feel like i know like who i'm talking to but i know there are a lot of silent tyrants who listen who don't follow me don't comment don't review which you should do all of those above but no i really do need to do a live show soon because there are just i want to meet you guys and i think it would just be so much fun anyways wow 
I'm really starting this Friday episode off with a bang. Two more Fridays left of the year. Wow, wow, wow. I just feel like this time of year is so hectic. It's so chaotic. People are traveling home for the holidays. People are gift shopping for me. People are, <laughs> you know, there's holiday party after holiday party. White elephant, this, that, you know, secret Santa, Santa crawl. I would say enough, but keep it coming. I like it. I want it. I'm going to participate in it. I'm going to be a contributor. I'm going to be the planner. I'm going to go. I'm going to drink. I'm going to do it all. But it is really hectic. It's a lot, especially, you know, you know, being in the world of an influencer. Um, the last few weeks of the year is just go time, which was like so great. And I'm feeling so blessed. Like, I feel like I've had a really busy month, which is great. Um, hashtag go support my ads. But it is just a lot. Like everyone's trying to close out everything before they go home for the holidays and before they, you know, have to close out their year in review. But yeah, so this this last few weeks has just felt like absolute mayhem, absolute chaos, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I don't really have much of a life update for you guys. Also, we're on YouTube again. Woo! Two YouTube videos in a row, solo. Wow, oh my gosh, so much growth, so much change from me. I'm just feeling like a new person. I'm feeling better than everyone else. I'm feeling so stunned yang. Actually, I'm not feeling stunning. I'm feeling absolutely hideous and atrocious. And I'm trying a new angle for you guys today. And it's just giving a lot of leg. Um, and I'm not really sure how I'm liking it. But you know what? I'm trying. I'm trying. I was trying to see if there was a song that said trying, but I can't think of a song that has trying in it. Anyways, um, yeah, so enjoy this gorgeous view of my leg on um, YouTube for the two tyrants who watch it on YouTube. I don't even know why I put all this effort in because no one goes over there. But as long as you guys are listening, as long as you guys are subscribing, I don't care. <laughs> the chaos is getting into my brain. It's always been there. Um, anyways, I don't really have much of a life update for you guys. I feel like my Friday life updates for you are absolutely so boring because nothing happens. Because I don't do anything during the week other than shoot, record the podcast, and pick my nose. I don't even know. Like, I, there's nothing I do. Well, actually, I did do something. So Wednesday night, I went out with some of the gays, some of the boys. We have a gays group chat. It's literally called The Gays. Um, original, I know. And it is like just this group of boys. Jose's in it, obviously, Josefina. We love. Hi, Jose. How are you? Um, we we used to go out just every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I mean shot after shot, bus, club, another club, next place, airplane, Puerto Vallarta, Speedo, tequila shot. Like just I mean, it was it. it why do you think I moved to Venice? I needed to get out of there. I needed to escape. But um, since I moved to Venice, and really, like, that was, like, our last summer group. And I lived close to WeHo. We would always pregame at mine. Then we'd walk down to the bars. And this summer, everyone has just been kind of in their own world. I moved to Venice. And... My other friend was traveling a ton and we all just kind of like did our own things. So we we're like, you know what? Before the year ends, we need to get together and we need to have one final little hurrah before everyone goes home for the holidays. And so we did that on Wednesday night and it was fun. We just went to the WeHo bars, typical gays. Uh, yeah, we love it. Um, so original, but it was fun. It was fun. It was so good to see all of them. It was so good to catch up with everyone. 
Um, I tried not to be very feral, which is good because it was a Wednesday. It was a school night. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Thursday didn't really do much. Um, and now I'm here. Now I'm here. Happy Friday. TGIF. Hags, have a great summer. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. This weekend, I don't really have that many plans this weekend because like I said on Wednesday's episode, if you've already listened to it, I'm babysitting Coco. My best friend Tezza's baby Coco. I'm babysitting her ass for the first time and I could not be more excited. I am so pumped. It's not going to be for long. It's just for like a few hours. Well, it's from like the morning to the evening. Um, They have to go on like a quick little day excursion. And so I'll be babysitting her. That's the first time I babysat her and we are just going to have a ball of a time. She's going to have the best time of her life. She's going to want to be emancipated from those two mother effers and be adopted by Uncle Ty Ty, which is me. And I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. I'll keep you guys updated on Wednesday with how that goes. I'm not nervous at all whatsoever. I feel like I was talking about it with my friends on Friday. Oh, hold. I'm getting arrested. <sighs> wow. 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 I'm innocent. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, anyways, so I was telling my friends about it last weekend about how I was so excited and everyone was like so nervous. They were like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, no, you can't watch a kid. She's only two. And I'm like, what do you mean? My nieces and nephews lived with me until they were like five. Like, I'm good. I've, uh, this ain't my first rodeo. I've been here before. And also, it's not that hard. You just got to keep them alive and breathing. Make sure they don't jump in a pool or jump off the ceiling. Like, you're good. Um, anyways, I'll keep you guys updated with that. That's that's going to keep me grounded this weekend. It's going to keep me from being very feral because Friday night, I can't be that feral because I can't get hungover. I'm not trying to nick, nick, knock back on Tez's door and be <laughs> watching a screaming two-year-old while battling the inner demons of my hungover subconscious. So yeah, it should be a pretty chill weekend for me. But you know what? The most feral weekends are the ones that you say aren't going to be feral. So I'm not going to jinx myself like that. I'm not going to put that out into the universe because that's just inviting Satan and the devil to come over my soul and sing everybody shot, shot, shot. No, I can't invite that energy into my life this weekend. So I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to knock on wood. Um, anyways, wow, I'm being absolutely so fucked Oh, I really need to stop with the swearing because then my YouTube gets demonetized. So I'm really trying to catch it, which will probably a good, uh, be a good practice just in my normal life because I should probably stop swearing as much because my kid's first word will be a swear word. And who decided what are swear words and what aren't? Like, can't all words just be words, right? Like, it's about the intent behind it. If you, you know, are like, oh, you better work, bitch. That's different than me being like, you're a freaking bitch. They're just different things and they mean different things. Can't words just be words? Let's talk about the emotion behind the words. Let's talk about the intent. Um, that's what I care about. So if my kid, you know, lets a little curse word out, yeah, I'm going to get a call from the principal and guess what? I'm going to say he's allowed to say it or she's allowed to say it, or they're allowed to say it and mind your business because you are not my parent. You're not my kid's parent. You're not my parent, and I'll parent my kid however I want. So if my kid goes to preschool and they're running their mouth to some ratty little kid, calling them a little bitch, then let him have it because the kid probably deserved it. 
Wow. That's what you get when you get me on a Friday, on a Friday morning, and I've had a good week, and nothing that shocking has happened to me. Finalizing some stuff for the end of the year, I am so excited to go to Flagstaff. I'm going to Flagstaff next Friday. Is that next Friday? No, 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 no. In two weeks. No. Ah! Yeah, I'm going to Flagstaff next Friday. Um, so I'm really excited. I can't wait to see Billy. I... The older we get, I get to see her less and less, I feel like, throughout the year. And I don't even know the last time I saw her. I think it literally was Coachella. And if that's true, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm going to throw up if that's true. But I think it might be. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see her and just have some downtime. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I know a lot of your guys' favorite podcasts go on break during the holidays. But guess what? Guess what? The Rat King is here to serve the tyrants all year round. I ain't taking a break. So, yeah, I I was going to pre-batch some episodes and I still might. Um, but it's so hard because I love to talk about current affairs. I like to talk about things while they're happening. And I also want to do an episode with Billy while I'm there. So, I don't know. I don't, I'll don't. i keep you guys posted with like the recording schedule. I'm really excited to go. I'm excited to, you know relax, have some drinks, hopefully buy a fireplace. I'm praying that Flagstaff has a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. Which is very fitting because I did used to know about white Christmases. I've lived in Minnesota, I've lived in Kansas, I've lived in Utah for a while. So I've seen a white Christmas. I've seen plenty in my life before. California, 80 degrees outside, mama. I ain't seen a white Christmas in years. I'm just kidding. I do go um, back to Flagstaff for Christmas for the last few years. So, but Flagstaff is kind of hit or miss, as is most areas. Um, you know, last year it didn't snow until the day that I left. Was like gorgeous, you know, but chilly, no snow. The day I left, walking in the winter wonderland, sleigh bells rang. It was the snowiest snow I've ever seen in my entire life. It was the largest balls of snow falling out from the gorgeous sky of Poseidon. I don't even know. It was so gorgeous. It was so stunning. I felt like I was in a snow globe. And I had to leave. It was the day I was leaving. And guess what? I almost got in a car crash multiple times because that road, those highways, uh, talk about sleigh bells ringing. The ambulance is ringing on its way over to me because I'm going to be 10 feet over in a ditch. Like, it was so scary. It was so slippery. There was no, they hadn't, like, plowed it yet. And when I tell you, I was 10 and 2, just eyes on the road, no music on, just, like, literally basically saying, I repent, he lives, I will join the church again, just make sure I get back to Los Angeles safe and sound. And I did, and I didn't join the church again, so... The bad karma's out in the in the universe for me right now. Wow. Um. Okay. So, anyways, today is not about me. It's not about Christmas. It's not about anything about that because I'm sure you guys are overwhelmed with Christmas right now. These th this time of year is just crazy. Everyone, there's there there's a Christmas uh, ornament or a vibe or a Santa hat being thrown in every direction. Every podcast that I've listened to this month, they're dressed like the Grinch. They're dressed like Cindy Lou Who. They're dressed like the Home Alone people, whatever, which is so fun and I love it and it's so entertaining. But like I am a little bit overwhelmed right now with the holiday chat and the experience of old St. Nick coming down my chimney and giving me a cup of cookies. So we are here to do <laughs> my monthly advice segment. It is time to go to the salon for some French tips. 
Speaking of tips, if you are watching on YouTube, you see my gorgeous nails. Um, but yeah, we're going to the salon. It's, the, it's time for some French tips, my monthly advice segment where I, you guys send in, you know, anything that you want advice on or tips on. But before we get into that, let's give you the song of the day because I didn't forget because I'm so smart and I'm so stunning. Uh, <laughs> the song of the day is called Young by Ryman and Ryman is R-Y-M-A-N. And one second, hold up. I know I need to create a Spotify playlist for you guys. I know, but I've got so much happening. I'm just, oh my God, I'm so busy. Like, I'm just so busy. My life is so hard. I've got so much on my plate. I've got so much to do. So I'm going to need you guys to hold up, wait a minute and give me some patience. Maybe I'll do it on my winter break when I have some time to breathe. Um, <laughs> but I do want to do it because I, there's nothing worse than saying like a song and then having to look up some random weird artist. But anyways, you're going to have to do that right now because the song is called young it's by Ryman. It's a gorgeous song I found on TikTok. It's like some like indie artist and it's just like good energy, good vibes. When I want a song that is not going to overwhelm me, overstimulate me, anything like that, it's just good to have in the background, play in the car, good energy. You're cleaning the house. It's very calm. I don't know if he considers himself indie or like what kind of music it is, but it's like chill, gorgeous music, alternative guy, fun song. I'm trying to think if there's like someone to compare it to. I don't know. Just listen to the freaking song so I don't have to explain it. Okay. I'm not good with words. Okay. Anyways, the song is called Young by Ryman. R-Y-M-A-N. Anyways, it's time to go to the salon for some French tips. The first client at the salon says, my rat king, IDK, what to do? LOL. My fiance's best friend and his girlfriend are just not my people. Long story short, he cheats on her constantly. She knows about it and she's still with him. They have two kids together. The problem I'm having is since he's besties with my fiance, I unfortunately have to be around these people. I can't relate to anything about them. The girl is impossible to talk to. She literally doesn't even respond to me half the time. Another note, she copies so many things I do. We were hanging out once and I was wearing biker shorts and an oversized tee. She was wearing sweats and this t-shirt. This girl literally changed into the same outfit as me once she saw me. That's just one of many examples of her copying me. I don't want to have to be around these people for the rest of my life. My fiance is slowly realizing that they suck, but he still keeps in contact with them. Should I continue to pretend to be friends with them to make my man happy or keep pestering him that these people suck? Also, am I insane for thinking she's copying me? LOL, I am a Delulu queen. Love my rat king to death. Okay, mama. One thing you have to observe and understand. You're a tyrant. A tyrant is never delusional. A tyrant is never in the wrong. I'm going to eat those words one day, but I'm not doing it today. Munch, munch, crunch, crunch, mama. You are perfectly in the right. If this girl, like, it sounds like one of those things that almost you can't explain to people. Like, you just know when someone is copying you. And you just know when someone is ignoring you on purpose and isn't responding on purpose. There are people that are just, you know... Uh, clueless who, you know, maybe don't respond because they're just kind of airheady or, you know, subconsciously are copying you without knowing and whatever. But if you're a tyrant, you have a good judge of character. And I believe you that if you think she is deliberately ignoring you, deliberately copying you and whatever, then you're in the right. I'm, I'm on your side. Also, everything I needed to know about this woman was told to me when you said that they are dating. They have two children. He cheats on her and she is staying with him and she does not care. Everything I need to know about her is said in that sentence alone. And 
<sighs> wow. It's her. Hi. The problem is her, not you. I think it sounds like your fiance is catching on that these are not the best people to be around. And I think the best thing to do in this situation is to lead by example. So that can mean many different things. Lead by example, meaning like still be nice to this woman, still be nice to the friend, be the bigger person, whatever. The worst thing for you to do is for you to continue to pester your fiance and get on his ass and be like, I'm not going to be friends with your friends because guess who's going to look crazy in that scenario? You. And we can't have that. We cannot have you looking crazy. I think some people have to learn on their own that people in their life are not good for them. And I think the fastest way for you to assist with your fiance learning that these people are not good people is bring in some of your friends into his life. Some of your friendly couples or some of like, just bring in people that you know are good people. You don't have to completely cut these people out, but maybe like make more of an effort to make plans with the people in your life that you want to be around and want to be surrounded by and who you want to emulate and reflect good on you. And then, you know, so Friday, Saturday, you have plans with your friends and then you'll be like, okay, great. I'll go hang out with this couple on Sunday. Who cares? But then the more time that he spends around normal human beings and normal friends and people that aren't toxic, he will come to that realization on his own, especially because it sounds like he's already there. He just needs a little shove. But I think, you know, being in a relationship sometimes is work. And I think a lot of people say that. But a lot of the time, the work isn't about your actual relationship with your partner. Half of that work is making nice with mother-in-laws, making nice with father-in-laws, making nice with your fiance's siblings or your partner's siblings, making nice with their friends and whatever. Like that is just something that you have to do for being so lucky to have a fiance, you lucky little tyrant. So I think I would just keep on doing what you're doing, but just slowly pull back, slowly pull back from this couple and let your fiance come to the realization his himself by you showing him what real friendships are, what healthy couples look like and showing him that these people suck and that he should, you know, de he deserves better as a guy from his guy friend. And he, also, uh, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't even touch on the fact, I don't even know how to address this and I don't know how you would address this with him, but it should be a red flag to you. And maybe this, I wouldn't even have the conversation about the girl and her copying you and whatever. I would say to your fiance, hey, if you, if you were gonna say anything, hey, we all know that your best friend is cheating on his girlfriend who he has two children with does that not bother you because that is actually a red flag for me i've talked about it on the podcast before like cheating to me is a non-negotiable it is a huge red flag and i don't even really want to be friends with someone who cheats because if you can cheat on a person who literally has two of your children and you've been dating for years if you can cheat on them me as your best friend what are you going to do to screw over me? You're going to screw over me the first chance you can get. If you're screwing over the person that you sleep with every night and that you have literally brought children into the world, you're going to screw me over monetarily, financially, with other friend groups, with business, with anything. Like 
I have no trust in you. So if anything, I would bring it up to him like that and just be like, whoa, like, is it not a red flag that he does that? Because it's kind of a red flag for me that it's not a red flag for you. Um, and just kind of make it more about your guys's relationship and how you want to have full undivided trust for your partner. And you want your partner to understand that that type of, uh, activity is not okay. But if his best friend is doing that and he's not making a scene, then what does that mean? I don't know. That's kind of how I approach it. I don't know if that made any sense, but thanks so much for coming to the salon. If you need any more tips. Let me know. Send me a DM. The next client at the salon says, first off, I wanted to say I love your podcast and I love your content creation. Well, first off, thank you so much. Um, I wanted to ask, as someone who is stepping into a new era, how do I start rebranding my Instagram? I feel like you're the right person to answer this and you would know what to do. Thank you and sending you lots of love. Thank you so much. I love you. So this is something that I have done 10,000 times over and I feel like I'm currently doing right now. So I feel you so much, Tyrant. Stepping into a new era, I think a lot of people are doing at this time of year specifically because New Year's is coming around, New Year's resolutions and all that. So one thing that I like to do when I'm stepping into a new era, especially when it comes to content creation not even about like fitness or, you know, style or whatever, just like new era content creation. And that sounds so dumb to some people, not to me. Um, I totally get my life is so much built around Instagram and built around content creation. And it has literally since I'm 15 and you can clearly see on my feed, the eras of my content creation, but those also reflect like the eras of my life. Like I was, you know, dressing a certain way, hanging out with certain people, acting a certain way, going on certain things during this era. And then the next era would be like my traveling era when I was shooting weddings and doing all this. So like it really is like deeper than it seems, at least to me. And so that's I, I, I relate to you a lot. I relate to you, Tyrant. Um, one of my big things when I'm trying to create a new era or I know I need to step into a new era and I've been fighting it is... Not that I, I'm not really for like being super meticulous and planning your feed. However, when I'm going into a new era, what I like to do is I like to act as though I am already in that era, not to the world. So I'll take two, three, four weeks and I will be creating content as if I'm in the new era. I'll be dressing as if I'm in the new era. I'll be acting and traveling and doing everything as if I'm in this new era that I want to be or portraying myself and creating that style of a content, new editing techniques or whatever. But I won't be posting any of it. I'll be curating a like pretend feed in my camera roll or in like a preview app effect or whatever. And I will be, you know, doing shoot after shoot after shoot after this or whatever and putting it all together. And then once I have about like 19 photos, I'll see it all in a grid and I'll be able to make adjustments from there and be like, okay, I see what you were doing with that, but it didn't really work, you know, learn from it, do this different, or, you know, you can like kind of make mistakes and have more fun with it and be a little bit more creative with your editing and whatever. And, you know, really sit on something rather than being like, okay, today I'm starting, I'm in a new era. I'm going to do new editing. I'm going to dress like this. I want to do this. I want to change up my shooting style. You know, maybe I was doing all film before. Now I want to move to digital or whatever. 
And doing that post by post can seem so hectic and can seem so shocking to your audience and it can feel just like chaotic and messy. And then you maybe get nine posts in and you're like, wait, this actually isn't even doing what I thought it was doing and whatever. So I think taking the time to, you know, act like you're in this new era and be putting it together really gives you time to reflect on whether it's like, you know, giving what you want it to give or not. And then when, then you have all this content built up so that you can just like be in a positive, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Then you can like, if you like what you're, what you're working with, you just have all those posts saved up. So it just is like so easy for you then to just like build off of that. So that's the biggest thing I do. I did that just a few weeks ago with a lot of posts. Um, I don't know if you guys follow my Thai French page, then you might've seen that I, you know, have really been trying to, you know, step up my pussy. Also, I need to stop saying, you know, in between every sentence. Oh my God, it's bugging me so bad. I need to stop. <laughs> I think it, I think I replaced like, I, even though I still say like with saying, you know, in between every second and what show was I watching the other day? Oh, I was watching squid game, the challenge, which I'll talk about in a different episode, but there was a contestant who literally says, you know, in between every other word. And I wanted to blow my brains out. And now I'm catching it so much when I'm saying, you know, it's almost like a placeholder when I'm still figuring out what I'm going to say next, but I need to quit. It needs to stop. It, it needs jail immediately. Anyways, I hope that helped you. Um, just have fun with it. Embrace the new era, but also give yourself maybe a little bit of time and practice engaging in this new era with yourself just for yourself before you introduce this new era to the world because people can read when someone is trying too hard. So if you all of a sudden post this like new style of content creation, it might be kind of like shocking. But if you already have 10, 15, 20 posts built up of this new era and you're feeling so confident with where it's going, you'll, you'll be able to guide the audience with and like they'll eventually catch up with you. I kind of did that with the brand, um, the rebrand of the podcast. I sat on the content of the rebrand for months. I sat on the cover for months. I sat on whatever and I didn't launch it until I had an episode that made sense, that I had all these images made sense, that I had all these, you know, like the I, I had already planned the posts that were gonna announce it and then the ones that were gonna go after and then the episodes that were gonna go after. And then it made me just feel so much more secure with going ahead with it. If I had posted the cover as soon as I had had the cover ready, I probably would have been so anxious because I would have been like, oh shit, like now it's out. Now I have to keep up. What am I going to do next? So anyways, that's my advice for you. A little tyrant. Thanks for coming to the salon. The next client, the salon says, hi Ty, writing on behalf of my friend who's having a sexual identity crisis. Okay. Okay. So we got, we've got uh, uh, <laughs> a friend writing in for a friend. However, now I'm unaware of the gender of the sexuality crisis happening. So it might make things a little bit tricky. But anyways, it says, hi, Ty, this is a friend. So I dated a boy for three years and slowly began to think I was asexual. When I brought this up, he told me, well, luckily we can have a threesome. Bitch. Anyways, the sex was terrible. Then there was another guy after him that I thought I was attracted to and would hang out with all the time. But I think that I liked just the idea of him because once we'd start getting down to business, I would start getting repulsed by him. Ever since both of these experiences, I have no desire to do the deed 
but I still crave intimacy. So like, am I the problem? Am I asexual? Or were these men just ugly? I've attached photos below to help you give informed advice for your eyes only. Any advice to help me re-enter the dating pool without being repulsed by men and dating sites? Any help would be greatly appreciated. Yes, I know they're bagel ass bitches. <laughs> this person sent boy one with a photo. He is a bagel ass bitch. I won't lie. And boy number two, it's blurry and pixely, but um, he's definitely cuter than boy number one. He's still giving bagel ass bitch. Um, these boys are both giving me um, heterosexual energy. So I'm assuming that the friend is a woman, but that's me just judging people off of literally one photo I've ever seen. Wow, I need to not do that. But um, you would see one photo of me and you would know if I was uh, straight or not. So um, I don't know. I don't know the gender of the friend that I'm helping out. I don't know if this is sex is a, a gay issue or a straight issue, but I think the issue is nonetheless because it's an asexual issue. Um, which I don't really know much about asexuality, but I think what I know means that basically you just are not sexual. Like you are very just like good with not ever having sex, but that doesn't mean intimacy and sex are two very different things. So that very much could be the case. I personally have no experience with asexuality. I don't know anyone who is asexual, so I don't want to like comment on that experience. I will fully admit that because I'm not asexual, I don't understand it. Like being sexual and being intimate is just such a large part of human nature. And so, um, but I mean, people say that about gays, people say that about anything. So um, I... I am fully aware and I'm admi I'm admitting that I am naive to the experience of an asexual individual. So I can't really give much advice there, but I think it, I <laughs> there's been many of people that I've like, you know, gone to hook up with or have gone on dates with that are even just like perfect guys that I've gone on dates with that, you know, they'll come back, we'll watch a movie, we'll order in food, we'll do this or whatever. And like, I just don't have a desire to hook up with them. And I I have thought the same thing. I'm kicking myself and I'm like, why don't you want to hook up with this person? Like, they're so cute. They're so nice. And even like, we'll give a little peck, we'll give a little kiss. And, you know, both of us will kind of be like, you know, is more going to happen? And I'm just like, no, like, sorry. But then there are people that I meet and, you know, you make out with me for one second and I'm like, oh, you're my husband. Put a ring on it. I'm no longer a single lady. I'm about to join the church and get married to the temple because I have found the love of my life for time and all eternity. So I, I think that if these are your two only experiences with men or with a relationship, mama, I'd give it another chance because I don't think you have tasted the cream of the crop. Crop? Cream of the crop? I don't think you've tasted the cream of the crop yet because these two are bagel ass bitches and these are two bagel ass boys, I won't lie. And I'm not just judging them based off of their looks because it's not all about looks. The photos, the posing, the outfits. One of them looks like they don't brush their teeth. Um, one of them looks like they do not keep up their like grooming very well. Um, the other one looks like an absolute frat guy who would probably call me an F word on the street if he got the opportunity. So, um, oh my gosh, and what's on his phone? Ooh, ooh, I'm zooming in. I'm zooming in. He, the, the photo you sent me, 
he's looking at a girl's Instagram feed, I believe. So anyways, I wouldn't judge your sexuality or your experience on men off of these two bag last bitches. I would give it another chance. And if you, you know, I think uh, uh, I want to be careful with my words because I think some people are just asexual and that's fine. But I also think people go through like asexual phases in their life. I know I feel a lot more asexual and not sexual and not cute when I am not feeling my best, when I'm stressed about money. If I, you know, just have a lot going on with work, if I have this, like there are things in life. There are a lot of factors that I feel like make one more privy to sexual intimacy or not. And you might just not be in an era where you're ready for it. And you're just me and these two big ass bitches. So any advice for um, dating sites not being repulsed by men? Um, no, because I'm also repulsed by men and by dating sites. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think you just have to put yourself out there. And I'm saying that to you and I'm also saying that to me. But every single one of my friends who is currently in a relationship literally met off of a dating site or met off of social media. Like, Jose and his boyfriend met off of Tinder. Like, you just have to give it a chance. You're going to have to maybe not necessarily kiss a lot of frogs, but you're going to have to swipe on a lot of frogs until you find that Prince Charming. And don't worry. You're going to find it. I would give it a chance. You know, be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. And just try with anyone other than these two bagels. If you literally get the opportunity to hook up with Zac Efron or literally whoever your type is, Idris Elba or freaking uh, Frank Ocean or I, I don't know. If you got to hook up with your dream person, if you, you know, feel a little bit sexual with that, then you're not asexual, I would think. Also, I don't know if this is too much, TMI, kids cover your ears. Like, if you are experiencing sexual intimacy on your own time by yourself, if you know what I'm saying, wink, wink, I'm trying to say safe for them advertisers um, on the YouTube. If you are experiencing intimacy with yourself, which is totally natural and normal, then I think you're not asexual, correct? Actually, I should probably learn more about asexuality. But anyways, I think you're good. You're fine. Try with these anyone else other than these two bagel ass boys and then report back to me. Send me another report because I would like an update. But anyways, thanks so much for coming to the salon. I don't know if I helped you at all, but hopefully I gave you a little bit of a pep talk. The next client at the salon. Wow. Okay. This one is a little bit of a long one, but it says, hi, Ty and Jose, if he's there. <laughs> I hate to I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It's just me today. You are not getting Jose until um, the last Friday of the month this month. But anyways. Hi, Ty. I just got to say I love you so much and you bring so much joy into my life and your podcast always makes me laugh whenever I'm sad. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 This just made my day. Thank you. Um, they say I am 16 and a junior in high school. Ah, we've got some high school rats out there. I just assumed everyone was like my age, but wow, this made me so happy. I'm I'm cool with Gen Z. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm fitting in. I'm amazing. Wow, this is amazing. This is just the biggest boost of my ego I've ever heard. Anyways, I'm 16 and a junior in high school. I started talking to this one guy named blank. I don't know if I should share his name. Um, it started by my friend kind of saying that he's fine and a really nice guy. And then I subconsciously started to think, oh, maybe he doesn't look like a feral rat. <laughs> and he is also kind of sweet and drives and tall, so... <laughs> This just took me back to high school so much. Like the fact that like 
someone driving makes them more or less attractive is so real when you're in high school. But then when you're an adult, you're like, that is the bare minimum if they can drive or not. But when you're in high school, it's like, oh, but he can drive. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Also, I bought some high school rats. This makes me so happy. This just gave me the boost to my ego that I needed. Anyways. Wow. Okay. So then I subconsciously started to think that, oh, maybe he doesn't look like a feral rat and he is also kind of sweet and drives and tall. So anyways, he asked for my number and I was like, okay. But when he asked, I wasn't super excited and I felt kind of eh because I really wasn't obsessed with him. But like this could be fun, you know? Also, he had a fat crush on me last year and also stares at me hella. (laughs) And I'm done with guys who are half in, half out. So this could be good. We started talking on text a bit and I realized he is actually pretty funny and someone who is chill, which is what I want. So last, last Saturday, we hung out with two of our other friends for like five and a half hours and I really had a good time. But here's the problem. Ever since Friday, he has started taking so long to reply to messages, like multiple hours to a day, then starts a whole new random conversation. I can't tell if he is just trying to slowly stop trying or I'm overthinking or is he just being a dumbass guy? Also, this made me start to feel like he kind of doesn't like me anymore. I am just confused because in person, he is always smiling at me, saying hi, but then on text, it is a different vibe. Please let me know what I should do if I should just cut and run because there's this other really, really hot guy or just chill. I'm just confused about how he feels. If you need screenshots or pics, let me know. Sorry if this is long. (laughs) Tyrant, wow, you just sent me on a wild goose chase reading this. You guys know I don't like to read. We got to keep these to a minimum. I'm just kidding. Um... Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so I don't even know where to start. I think, uh, I was going to say I'm a firm believer of just like believing people's actions and believing people's like feelings. But I was meaning that in saying like, if he's nice to you in person and stuff, he's probably just being a dumb guy and like not responding fast. And, you know, you're in high school, you got a lot going on, maybe he's in sports, I don't know. But that also, I guess, then implies to the opposite, like believe people's actions and believe what they're showing you. So if he's not texting you back, then hello. What I would do is unfortunately play the game. I would be a little toxic. If you aren't going to respond to me for a day, guess what? You take a day to respond to me. I'm not going to respond to you for two days. You got to kind of, you know, show him that, hey, if you want me, if you want me to respond to you, I'm only putting in as much as you're putting in. So you're not putting in X, Y, Z. So I'm not going to put in X, Y, Z. I'm going to pull back a little bit. So I don't think you have to necessarily like cut it off completely. Just like pull back a little bit. Maybe start talking to this other guy as well. This, the really, really hot guy. And, you know, see how he reacts. Is he pissed? Does he get jealous? Is he upset? And just if he says anything, be like, oh, I thought you didn't like me because you literally don't respond to me and you take a day and whatever. So... Then, so there's that. That's maybe the toxic way about it. The other way is you could literally just ask. Like, you are mature enough to literally either text him, bring it up in person, and just be like, hey, like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like, I like you. I'd love to, you know, keep talking, keep hanging out. But I'm just kind of getting the energy that you aren't really into me. So I don't want to, like, you know be annoying to you and keep texting you and keep trying to hang out and all this stuff if you are uninterested because he's either going to be like oh my gosh what like I can't believe you thought that way of course like I like you of course I want to hang out sorry I've just been so busy I've had a lot of my mind I've been bad at responding or he's going to be like you know what you're right like I didn't know how to tell you blah 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 blah. I just want to be friends blah 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 I feel like those are the two scenarios here 
And you got to keep me updated with what happens because I'm very intrigued. I'm so happy that I have a little high school rat out in these streets. Um, spread the word to the them Gen Zers. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for coming to the salon. Okay, the next time at the salon says, Hi, Ty. Love you in the pod so much. I'm in college and I'm moving apartments and living alone for the first time next semester. I'm so excited, but also so nervous to have so much alone time. I know you've lived alone for a while now. What are your biggest tips to enjoy being with yourself and in your own space and not getting FOMO? Thanks so much and love ya, fellow tyrant. Wow. Okay, so you guys know I talk about being solo 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 all the time i talk about living alone all the time and i won't lie you know it has a lot of perks it has a lot of cons i think it has definitely way more perks than it has cons so i don't want to like scare you with that sentiment and i know that i i use this podcast as just a venting session so whenever i'm coming on and i'm complaining about being alone or living alone or you know having so much time to myself that's just me just getting it out getting it off my chest let it be known. Let the record say, I love living alone. I love being alone. I love having my own space. There are so many pros. When I'm feral, when I'm hungover, when I want to eat McDonald's in bed and have the blackout curtains on until 5 p.m. the next day, dishes piling up, dirty towel on the floor. <laughs> like when I want to be absolutely feral and absolutely disgusting and be a worm of a human being watching TV in bed, I'm allowed to do so. But then when I want to be a clean, simple, mature adult, bed made in the morning, no dishes in the sink, laundry all done, no, not a speck of dust in Whoville. When I want to be that version of myself, I can be that version of myself. But when you live with people, there is nothing worse than when you are in your clean girl era and your, your roommate is in their hungover era and they've got Cheetos everywhere, McDonald's on the way, dust in the floor, towels on the ground, dishes in the sink, jail, jail, no. And then when you are in your feral era and you are the hungover one with a dirty towel over the, over the door with McDonald's next to your bed that's maybe been there for a few days and you're hungover and they're in their clean era and they're on your ass as if they're your mother, there's nothing worse. So that to me alone, it was like good enough reason to get my own space. Just like being in control of your, like not even just the decor of your space, but just the vibe. Like when you want to be clean, when you want to be messy, when you whatever, because guess what? Sometimes it's healthy to be messy. Okay. Sue me. Sometimes it's healthy to not do your laundry and just let it pile up and like be feral and whatever. That is fine. You're allowed to do that. You don't always have to be so put together. Um, and I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is just making sure you have a healthy like support system and help healthy friends and a healthy schedule that it won't get lonely. If you, I mean, it sounds like you are, you're in college, so you're going to be totally fine. You're still going to, I don't see people Monday through Friday. Like I don't see anyone. I don't leave my house basically. And that's mainly where like the loneliness concerns come in. But you're going to be in college. You're going to be going to school. You're going to be seeing all your friends on campus, going to parties on the weekends, like having movie nights. Like you're going to still be around people so much that I really don't think you will struggle. I think you'll really, really enjoy this freedom and this alone time. And there is nothing better than going to a party, going to a movie night, having fun, going to dinner with your friends. 
going home in silence, not a peep around. You don't have to open the door, see your roommate and be like, hi, how was the movie? Oh, it was good. And you have to give all this crap. No, no. You get to go in, silence, lay in your bed, unwind, do your thing, shower, do your skincare. Like, it's so amazing. It's so nice, especially in college. Um, yeah, wow. You're just going to literally thrive. You're going to love it so much. I don't think you're ever going to want to go back. My biggest tips is just like, yeah, like I said, not even necessarily like keep yourself busy. Just make sure that you don't become a hermit crab. Don't, don't like recluse and stop hanging out with your friends and stop going out and get in your head. Like literally your life isn't going to change. If anything, this now gives you more control to have people over at your house, have movie nights at your house, host, and like you get to control more of like what you want to do and the type of hangouts you're having. Um, wow, I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited. You got to keep me updated. Thanks so much for coming to the salon, Tyrant. The next Tyrant in the salon says, I'm newly pregnant, so it's still super early. I wanted to announce to my immediate family, my sisters, my mom, and dad. But... I don't want to announce to his yet because they annoy me, LOL. How can I convince my husband to wait to announce to his family later than mine? Thanks, Ty Ty. Love, love, love how responsive you are on Insta and TikTok BTW. Really feels nice to not be sending DMs and them never getting read. Ha ha ha. Love you. See, I told you guys I'm putting work tip tip tapping in the DMs. I told you I'm a responsive king and I'm going to do that as long as I physically can until I literally blow up and be a superstar like Beyonce. And I just have millions of you guys. I won't be able to do that. Um, so get in while it's hot. Get in, get in them chats while you can, while it's still fresh. Um, anyways, so this... I think is totally fair. I have three sisters, two of which have had multiple children. My one sister has three, the other sister has four. And I'm pretty sure they announced to our family way before they announced to theirs. I have a lot of friends who have been pregnant who have announced to even like me before they told their family or vice versa. I think how you approach it to your husband is, listen, we're still super early and it doesn't have to do anything to about like them annoying you. But in my eyes, it's like, okay, it's still super early. And if anything happens in this pregnancy, I mean, God forbid, like not putting that energy out there, but it, it happens, you know, miscarriages are common and anything can happen and you want to be safe and you want to protect your peace and not be stressed. But it is healthy to have a support system while you are literally growing a person inside of you. And it's healthy to not only have a support system while you're going through this and while you're growing a human, but in case anything goes wrong and God forbid you do miscarry or, you know, you have a health scare and whatever, you would want at least your mother and your sisters to know. Like you would want that support system to help you through a miscarriage or through any health struggles or anything like that. And you want it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You want someone to like be excited for you and help you through like the nauseousness, the whatever you're going through. Being pregnant is so hard. I can't even believe what women go through. And a, a, a girl and the relationship with her mother and her sisters is always and forever will be different than your relationship with your mother-in-law. It's just different. Sorry. Like when you're, you know, maybe giving birth to said baby, it's not maybe necessarily weird if your mom's in the room, but uh, you might not want his mom in the room. Like that's just a different scenario. And 
that is a conversation that you need to have with your husband and he has got to respect that from you. It has nothing to do like no shade to his mom, no shade to his family. And you will tell them in due time. And I think it's only respectful that they be the first people to know after your family. But I would just approach it and be like, listen, in case anything happens or whatever, like I just need support right now other than you. I need to tell my mom and my sisters, but I'm not ready for the stress of telling your family because then if something does happen, like it's just going to be all these eyes on me and I just can't have that. But I really need the help and the support from my mom and my sisters. And if he doesn't get that, mama, send him my way. Put him in the DMs because I'll be tip, tip, tap in response right on over to his bag ass. And he just has to get that. And guess what? You're the one growing the child and you're the one who is going to have to get up in the middle of the night, change the diapers and breastfeed and have the child literally suck the life out of you for nine months. So he gets a say, but he doesn't get much of a say. So you just got to approach it as in like, I need support. Let this happen. We'll tell your family first as soon as I'm ready. But as of now, this is what's going to happen. You got to lay down the law. The next time we're in the salon says, hi, Ty. My friend recently started dating this guy and he called her by his ex's name after saying, I love you. <laughs> this is yet to be brought up between either of them. He said this as she was leaving his car and she acted like she did not hear him. So she believes that he thinks that she did not hear him say this. How should she bring it up to him that she heard it or should she? Any tips appreciated. Thank you, Rat King. XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> You know what? I'm so here for the tyrants in this salon showing up for their friends. This is now the second one who is up here getting advice for the friend, not even for themselves, because guess what? Tyrants are selfless individuals and we are out here just putting the work for our friendships. Anyways, um, so wow, wow, wow. There's so many different factors to this, but I think, oh my gosh, since they've just recently started dating, I think I would give him a pass. I think, you know, you can bring it up to him, but bring it up in like a loving, you know, ha ha. Okay. Like, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but I actually heard you call me by her name the other day. Maybe you didn't even notice, but it's kind of been bothering me. I thought it was kind of funny, but I just had to get it off my chest that I did here. And you better not fucking let it happen again, bitch. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a new relationship you make mistakes, you get awkward. You were saying, I love you. He was getting, she was, you were getting out of the car. Like I wouldn't put so much weight on it. Um, it would obviously bug me a lot, but if I really liked this person and I really loved them and it's a new relationship, I would try really hard to just brush it off. Now I'm going to get in, you know, one little sentence about this. So, you know, is your friend worried that, the boyfriend isn't over the last relationship. You know, are they still in communication? Does, are they still friends? Like there's a lot of layers to this. I'm well aware, but just from the information that I've been given, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I think definitely bring it up, but just bring it up in like a lighthearted, ha ha. Remember when I was leaving your car the other day and you called me by your ex? <laughs> don't let it happen again. Like funny, ha ha, he, he, hoo hoo. Um, you call me by that bitch's name again and we're going to have a fight on our hands. Um, yeah. Anyways, keep me posted. Thanks so much for coming to the salon. The next tyrant in the salon says, hi, Ty. Love the gram. Love the pod and love you. Thank you. How do I forgive my significant other after having an emotional affair after a weekend away? Oof. 
Because it was not physical, I decided to stay and work on it together and with counseling. Although we have worked through it together, sometimes I still remember the sting that even he communicated with someone else in that way. Sometimes I want to stoop so low and do the same thing to get back at him for hurting me. I hate that I even think that. How do I fully forgive and move on for good or do I say goodbye? Wow, 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 wow. Um, everything that I'm going to say to you is literally take with a grain of salt because I've never been in this type of a situation. I, and there's so many factors to this. How long have you been dating? You said this person is your significant other. Have you, are you married? Are you engaged? How long have you been dating? Like there's, how old are you? There's so much to this. Um, you know, how, what was the extent of the emotional affair? Was it just like a few DMs on Instagram? Was it continuous over a few weeks, over a few months? There's so many different factors to this. But it sounds like it was just a quick little jaunt because if it was just after a weekend away, um, which I'm not downplaying it by any means. But I think if you decided to stay and work on it and you went to counseling and you think you've worked through it, but you're still not over it. I think that either means you still need to continue with counseling if you still want to work through this. But also, I think maybe it's healthy to just take a step back and maybe take a break. Like if you're not married, that's going to be a lot easier to do, obviously. But if you're just dating or if you're living together or whatever, maybe stay with a friend for a week. Go on a girl's trip. Treat yourself. You know, maybe just give yourself a beat away from the therapy, away from him, away from the situation and really separate yourself and have a moment to decide whether or not you think you can fully get over this or not. Because I don't think it's healthy to stay in a relationship with someone, no matter how hard you want to stay in this relationship. If you are not able to fully move on from this scenario, which I'm not saying you should, that is totally your prerogative. I think it's totally fine if you want to stay and work through it, but it's also totally fine if you think you can't get over it and to separate. That is your decision, but you need to come up with that sooner rather than later because there's nothing worse than saying that you're over it and saying you're going to stick through it and then just being insecure and down and depressed and always reminded of it and thinking about it. And that's just not a healthy place to be. If you truly don't think you can get over it, you need to separate 100%. But you might need to take a week or two away from this person to see if you even feel that way. And maybe you need to go to counseling, not just with him, but just on yourself. Go separately and talk through this scenario. And maybe this counselor will be able to give you tools and practices to help you gain trust over him. And maybe he needs to go to counseling also just on his own accord to be like, wow, what are you missing from this relationship? How did you get here? How did you let that happen? And he can, you know, get tools from this counselor to become the better man and to, you know, have you regain his trust. Anyways, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. That sucks so bad. I can't imagine. I hope I never have to go through that, but I'm sending you good energy. I'm sending you good vibes and I love you. Thanks so much for coming to the salon. The next Tyra at the salon says, hi, Ty. First of all, I'm actually obsessed with you in the pod. It always makes my day and has me growing abs from laughing this hard. So bless you. You guys, you're just making my head so big. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So this tyrant says, I'm getting married in April and no, you are the king of weddings. I guess my questions are, what are the best things you saw and the worst things you saw at weddings? Horribly tragic things versus iconic show-stopping things. On a budget, of course. I love you. Thank you. First off, <laughs> I'm so sorry to the man the man outside my window who has the audacity to be revving his engine on his Harley Davidson motorcycle and needs to lure GTA out. Anyways, first off, congratulations. I'm so happy. I'm going to kill that man. I'm literally going to kill that man. I'm going to stick my head out this window and literally throw a knife at him. Oh! If it happens again, I'm going to lose my shit. Anyways... Um, I'm so happy for you. That is so exciting. I'm only just a little bit jealous and I only want to slap you across the face one time, not twice. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, that is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Weddings are literally one of my favorite things on the planet. I could not be more obsessed with them. I have definitely, you know, after being a wedding photographer, I've, I've got a lot of good things and a lot of bad things to say. I have been meaning to do a whole rant just about weddings and I will be doing that soon. So stay tuned for that. But I'll give you maybe just a few quick little tips. My number one tip of what not to do. I don't know if you're Mormon LDS or what your situation is. Just do not do a line for your wedding. Whatever you do, do not do a line. A line is where you just like stand there by the door and you like greet everyone as they come in. Because guess what? You're never gonna leave that line. You're gonna be taking selfies all night. You're never gonna leave that line. You're never gonna eat. You're never gonna get a dance. You're never gonna actually talk with your friends. Nothing. Just really like, I would say, don't cave in on your invite list. Like say your parents wanna invite, you know, so-and-so from so-and-so from your childhood that you've never met or you've met one time when you were 12. Like, no, like if you don't want that, don't want that. I would go as intimate as you can because you want to be able to, if you wouldn't talk to these people on a normal day, why do you want them on your wedding? Like really keep it intimate because I've had so many brides who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars on this wedding day and they literally never ate. They never got a dance. They never had fun. Like they were just so stressed because their mom was pulling them around, you know, making them talk to so-and-so from church or this person. So just really like st stand your ground on your schedule and not literally just standing there and doing line. Um, my next thing, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if you're Mormon. I don't know. I just assume everyone that follows me is Mormon, um, which I should probably stop doing, but not that I have anything wrong with Mormons. I love my Mormon tyrants. Anyways, um, it, w whether you're getting married in a temple or a church or, you know, walking down the aisle, I personally, especially as a photographer, I always encourage my clients to have a first look before the aisle. I know a lot of people want that, like walking down the aisle moment. They want the to do, they want the, you know, spouse to cry. But I think not only does it make like for better photos, because it, it's not even about that. It just like the, the, I could just tell when I was shooting those moments, like it was way more of an intimate moment and with that first look, it doesn't necessarily have to be like your vows, but I would, I would recommend, you know, like giving yourself five, 10 minutes and just like having a conversation, whether that's your vows or not. Uh, I knew a lot of people who would read their vows to each other during their first look, but then they would also say them again at the altar for everyone else. But it's so special to say those things, or they would have it like a different set of vows for each, but 
It's just so special to hear those things like one-on-one. Think about the people that you love in your life the most, like your best friends and your family or whatever. It's sometimes so hard to like look them in the eye with no distractions, no phone in hand, nothing, and just really like spell out everything that you feel about them and be as cheesy as possible and romantic as possible and whatever, because I don't know, it's just hard. And so to watch these couples do these first looks, not surrounded by anyone except for me and a camera and just like pour out these Nicholas Sparks-esque paragraphs about each other and how much they love each other and whatever. Like it, there were so many weddings where I was like, oh, this is so emotional. And I, and that also, I recommend doing that with your dad. If you're close with your dad, if your dad is still here on earth with us, I recommend doing that with your dad because that is almost just as special. In terms of like decor and stuff, I just wouldn't stress I'm me doing a whole rant about weddings. I will say that I will do a whole rant about weddings, but I would just really not sweat the small things like a seating chart and name tags and, you know, blah, 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 chargers under a chair and a napkin embroider. Like all this stuff does not matter. No one cares at all whatsoever. The main things I would focus on are your photographer and your florals. That's just what I focus on. Florals. You can tell when they're cheap. You can tell when they're fake. You can tell when someone, you know, didn't spend as much on that. I also don't want you to go break the bank and spend 80 grand on florals that literally die the next day. But, you know, focus on your bouquet. Focus on your table settings. Like, those are the things that everyone's going to see. And those are going to be the photos that you have. Um, All the other small details, like the entrance and, you know... Your your bridesmaids bouquets and all of those like no don't spend two hundred dollars for a bouquet for your bridesmaids like who cares anyways those are my I'm gonna do a whole wedding rant I will um do that later but I hope that helped just a little bit congrats on the wedding I'm so happy for you keep us updated send me a wedding photo um would love to see in April <gasps> I bet you you're getting married Coachella weekend wow I'm gonna be at Camp Rat and one of my rats stuck they're gonna be getting married. Okay, this is going to be the last tyrant in the salon today. It says, hey, queen. (laughs) Why did that make me laugh so much? Hey, queen. Hi, tyrant. Um, Love you and this effing podcast so much. I literally look like a maniac walking around my college campus because I'm literally laughing out loud with my headphones in. I love you, tyrant. (laughs) You tyrants keep me young. You tyrants keep me humble. Thank you. Um, I guess I just need advice on friendship and meeting new people. I'm a natural introvert and I love being one, but adjusting to such a big college after coming from a small elementary and high school where I had such a tight, close group of friends, I'm just having trouble meeting people in this new environment. I'm the type of person where making real friends takes time and I honestly like that part of myself, but it is also kind of feeling lonely at times. Any advice on how to put yourself out there, but also not attract fake friends? So this is so hard. I I am I feel like I'm an introverted extrovert. I'm very introverted until you get to know me, and then I'm a huge extrovert. I'm so loud. I'm so proud. I'm so out there. I'm the life of the party. If you know me, until you get to know me, like I will not remember your name. I will not talk to you. I will be in a house party by myself on my phone. Like I get so uncomfortable meeting new people and being around, you know, new groups of people. So I totally feel that. Um, I think in this situation, you're at college and you're in a new area. All you can do is fake it till you make it. I know you don't want to attract fake friends, but you almost have to be the fake friend at, at the start. Like not in terms of, you know, being a fake friend, like a fake friend, but fake it in terms of like 
act like you are more interested than you are because it's hard to, you know, care about someone and ask them about their family and this when like you don't care. But if you don't know them, you don't care, obviously. So just pretend like find someone and find a group of people that you maybe hit it off with in class or, you know, at lunch or around campus or your roommates. And almost you have to treat it like a first date. Oh my gosh, where are you from again? How many siblings do you have? What are you studying? What do you want to do for work? Do you want to have kids? Like, it's literally like a first date. You have to wine and dine this person. And that takes a lot of fakery. You have to literally fake it until you make it. And I think as long as you are open to rejection, almost literally like dating, then you're going to find a group of friends and you're going to have to go through some frogs until you find, you know, some good people. But it sounds like you are ready for it and you have a good head on your shoulders. And I think just literally like college, I didn't go to college, but college seems like the most fun place to meet people. I feel like if I went to college, I wouldn't have made it out alive because I would have had a little too much fun. So there's got to be people in your class that you're hitting off with, that you're chatting with, that you could, you know, let's go get coffee or, oh my gosh, want to come over for study break, come on movie night. Like there's gotta be people, there's gotta be people around that you feel like you could actually have a genuine friendship with. And I would just put yourself out there. The worst thing that's going to happen is they say no, or you meet up, it's a little bit awkward. And then you go back to not having friends. Literally, you cannot lose anything from putting yourself out there. Anyways, thanks so much for coming to the salon. Um, this episode is getting a little too long for a Friday episode, so I'm going to stop it there. However, there were so many other submissions that I proofread that I really want to talk about. There, I think, are a lot of topics that are really important to talk about. So I will definitely be doing another French Tips episode very soon. Let me know. Maybe I'll do one sooner than um, next month because it's the holidays and, you know, maybe I'll just throw an extra one in there. So let me know if you guys would want that. If you guys like these type of episodes, um, there was some questions about like more about like weddings and photography and stuff like that. But I am going to do a whole separate photography episode and a whole separate wedding rant. So I wanted to save those questions for those episodes. But anyways, I love you guys so much. Happy Friday. Thanks so much for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. If you guys are listening in Apple Podcasts, give me a rating and review. Spotify, don't forget to give this five stars because I'm a five-star show. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.